Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's me. It's Toby again. Um, Toby, I just saw you right before I started recording. You seem excited to talk about today. I'm very excited. This is a fantastic card, and I'm glad to be back on Throwing Hands. Yes, it is a fantastic card. So we're going to go over a couple fights on the prelims. Um, we're not going over every fight. That's a lot of fights. Um, but um, It's a big card. 14 fights, I think. Right? 14 fights. Yes, yeah, starts at like 12, I think. But uh, uh, Cody Brundage versus uh, Cedric Dumas, he got I, – I remember there was so much hype with Dumas coming in, and then he just got – I love Josh Fremd. He's not elite by any means. Um, he's He was on throwing hands. He might – Fremd might get there, Pittsburgh guy. But um, he – you know, he got subbed by Josh Fremd, who's a kickboxer. So – and Cody Brundage, he's not elite either, but he he'll he'll bring the fight to you. Yeah, I think Dumas, you know, the pressure may have got to him a little bit. He has kind of like a street fighting background, not really a like technical martial artist, but he's got pretty well-rounded skills now. And I just think the moment got to him a bit. And Cody Brundage, and he is a reckless, reckless guy. Like, yeah, he's dangerous for sure, but man, he is uh, super, super reckless. So I think it'll be a good fight, though. Yeah, Brundage is more of a swang and bang guy. Yeah. Um. I'm going to take Brundage in this one. Um, maybe Dumas has it back in him, but I, I, I think it's just a just a tough matchup. Yeah, if I remember, he was uh, beating up on Hadolfo Vieira pretty bad and then just got subbed because he got really tired. But And it's Hadolfo Vieira, so if you go to the ground with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Exactly. So who do you got in this one? Uh, I'd probably lean Brundage as well, but I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a close fight. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna be a great fight. This fight I'm excited for. Uh, Tatsuro Taira versus Clayton Rodriguez. Um, I think Taira is one of the youngest people on the roster. Um, he's 23. Yeah, and then uh, Rodriguez is he's pretty good. Um, he you know I mean he's won one of two in the UFC, but he could. I mean we got two prospects coming up. Um, interesting time to put them together. I think. But this is a good. This is a fun fight. Yeah, man. Uh, Clayton, he's a he's a good prospect. You know, even that loss that he had against CJ Vergara, he looked pretty good. It was a close fight. Vergara is a a tough guy, you know. And Tatsuro Tyra, obviously, just a beast. I mean, I think he's like the number one flyweight prospect in Japan. So the dude's an animal. Um, he's a little bit untested still, and uh, his fight against CJ Vergara too was a little sketchy. But he did get the finish, so that's really what counts. That is really what counts. And what's exciting about Tyra is that, you know, there's not many people coming out of Japan. Um, I think right now the biggest Japanese fighter is probably Shinya Aoki. Yeah, which is um, kind of shocking given the, like, extensive fighting history with Japan. But Yeah, and um, I can't really think of any many other Japanese fighters, to be honest. 
But, you know, I think Tyre could really be a good a spark in that uh, in Japan. So I'm going to take Tyre in this one. I really like him. He's young. Um, Rod- Rodriguez is fairly young, too. But uh, I will, I think Tyre might see some top 15 competition after this. And, it, you know, Steve Ursig, I think that's actually not a bad step. Yeah, uh, I would take Tyre as well. I think he's a really solid prospect. And I hope to see some development from his last fight. Absolutely. He's fun to watch. Guys, this is someone absolutely to look out for. Um, see what else we got here. Um, just, I'm not going to talk about this one, but Jack Jenkins, Jamal Emers, that's a fight. That's a fun fight. Um, Trevor Peak, uh, Shepe, uh, Mariscal, uh, Trevor Peak, swang and banger. Um, gotta love him. But let's talk about our boy Zagla Zumagulov real quick. Uh, Joshua Van's a new guy. Um, come from Myanmar, which used to be called Burma. Um, it's interesting how they do that. It's been Myanmar for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. But uh, Zagla's trying to become the fifth Beatle with this haircut. Yeah. And you and I had mentioned, I think he's one in four in the UFC. However, it seems like he's been in every single fight that he's fought. Um, he's obviously. I think if he gets this win, I think if he. Goes to a decision with this guy, he might get cut, but I think if he gets the finish, he'll stick around. Yeah, I mean, he's lost a lot of really, really close decisions. I mean, arguably won the Charles Johnson one, arguably won the Holly and Paiva fight. I thought and he the, beat Jeff Molina. Yeah, arguably beat Jeff Molina. And the other guys like Manel Kopp, Amir Al-Bazi, you know, those are like top eight guys. Savages. So, yeah, absolute beast. I do want to say, shout out Trevor Peak. That dude is a dog. One of the <laughs> dog. The, one of the best brawlers in all of the UFC. And he's only had like two UFC fights, I think. But man, I think he's had one or one. Yeah, maybe one was on the Contender Series. But man, that dude shows up to fight every single time. Lots of respect to Trevor Peak. That yeah. that could be fight of the night for sure. Because I I don't know too much about Chepe Mariscal, but I do believe that he's also coming to bang and he's got a he's got a pretty good uh resume like the guys that he's fought and even the guys that he's lost to are pretty high level so. yeah i mean trevor peak if you s- go watch his last fight he knocked that dude out at the, at the literally last second of the first round um yeah. but yeah, but yeah I, i'm gonna take i'll take trevor peak in that one man um yeah but with zoglas i'll yeah. take zoglas yeah yeah i'd probably uh take him as well you know joshua van doesn't have a whole lot of high level experience in Zalgas. We know, I mean, he's fought the, some of the best guys in the flyweight division. Um, and we kind of know what he's going to do. You know, he's going to try to pressure forward, put you against the cage, clinch, grind you down. And I think it's probably just going to work. I mean, unless they just rob him of another decision, which is yeah. possible with these judges, you know? but these, with these judges, um, Ooh, I know some people who are excited about this one. If you're a women's MMA fan, you should be excited about this one. Tabitha Ricci versus Jillian Robertson. Jillian Robertson went out there. Who did she sub in her last fight? I can't remember. Um, Take a quick it? look. I know she got the RNC. Oh, um, Rodriguez. Yeah, Piera. Piera Rodriguez. Yeah. Piera Rodriguez, yes. Um, but Tabitha Ricci, um, she's coming up in this strawweight division, 8-1. and one. She's good everywhere. That's the thing with her. Um, uh, Robertson is definitely better on the ground. However, um, Ricci could handle herself on the ground. And if Ricci keeps it standing, I think she gets this pretty handily. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Jillian Robertson, we know exactly what she's going to do. She's very one-dimensional. 
she is going to look for subs and her takedowns aren't fantastic. I mean, she's got decent takedowns. Obviously her jujitsu is very good. She beat Rose, I think in a grappling match, not that long ago, kind of dominated. It's her. Rose. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, Jillian definitely has great uh, jujitsu. But like you said, so does Richie. I mean, she can hold her own on the ground. And when it comes to the stand up, I think there's just a world of difference between Richie and Robertson. So I definitely favor uh, Tabitha Ricci in this fight. Yeah, and she's got think, good momentum. She's on like a three fight win streak. So yeah, I, I think Ricci wins this one too. Do you think in that uh, grappling match with Rose, uh, the versus Robertson, that she followed Pat Barry's strategy? Uh probably. I mean, <laughs> you know, Pat Barry, interesting guy. Inter- he is. He's. He's a very questionable man. <laughs> yeah, uh, wouldn't say he's a great role model. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might have to pull a Charles Barkley and say, I'm not a role model. Yeah, yeah. But he did have, uh, he did get knocked out in a very cool way when he fought uh, Chet Congo. If anyone's ever seen that fight, he w- was beating the crap out of Chet Congo, knocked him down multiple times. I think he knocked him out multiple times. Yeah, knocked him out. Um, Drogan's like, man, you know, Merkley Hot is letting this thing go. And then he just gets knocked out cold. His eyes like roll back in his head. It's a fantastic fight. Great fight. Um, this is a good fight, Randy Brown versus Wellington Terman. Randy Brown uh, got absolutely decimated by Jack Della Maddalena, but who hasn't? Uh, there's True. no shame. There's no shame in that loss. Uh, and Randy Brown's not is not an easy guy to get out of there. So, and then Wellington Terman. Um, these guys are both coming off losses. Um, I do like Wellington Terman a lot. Um, I think he's a pretty solid fighter. He did beat Sam Alvey. Not saying too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and then he beat uh, Misha Surkinov. Um, is Terman coming down to welterweight? Yeah, I think so, which is interesting because Surkinov was like a light heavyweight for a while. But I guess he was, that was at middleweight, I guess. Yeah. He's coming down to middleweight. Chief. Yeah. Terman I mean, can be a problem down at welterweight. No, yeah, I agree for sure. I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good fighter. Even in his last fight and his loss, I think he he looked pretty good. Um, Randy Brown, obviously, that's a very tough loss. Like he got put on skates, his legs were all over the place, and then he got subbed by uh, Jack Della Maddalena. But like you said, that's not a bad loss. I mean, th- this is like a potential future champion, I would say. And um, I think it's gonna be a great fight. I would favor Randy Brown. I am a huge Randy Brown fan, though. This might be a little bit biased, but. I'm taking Randy Brown. Yeah, I, I mean, Randy Brown's length. Yeah, what is like 6'3 or something? 6'3, 78-inch reach. Crazy. Especially for this division. That's nuts. That's like Kevin Holland dimensions. Um, yep. Not saying yep. Randy Brown's Kevin Holland by any means, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, this would be a fun fight. I think uh, I really – today, at the if, if the, we were recording this like after the weigh-ins, I'd like to see how Wellington Terman looks on the, on the scale. For sure. But I'm gonna take as of right now. I'm gonna take Randy Brown. This, this that weight cuffs. I mean, that's another 15 pounds. So yeah, Terman, it could be. He's a beast though. Training with Glover, you know, all the time. I mean, he's he's definitely getting better. Training with yeah. I think Alex Pereira has been training there for a good while now too. Yeah, he has. All righty, Neil Magny versus Philly Rowe. Um, interesting fight. Um, I didn't exactly expect Philly Rowe to get some. There's some ranked competition. I mean, he did beat Nico Price, uh, Jason Witt. Not saying Jason Witt's a bum, but he's getting old. Yeah. And then Orion Kosey. Yeah, I thought J- Kosey, honestly, after Contender Series, I thought Kosey would be a little more of something, not going to lie. 
But um, anyway, we're talking about Neil Magny, the all-time leader in wins at welterweight. I, I looked at his record on Wikipedia, right? He wins like two, three in a row, loses. Two, three in a row, loses. He's, he's never able to get up to a title shot. No. He just, he's just always been, I don't think he's been higher than seven in my recollection. Yeah. No, he's a true uh, gatekeeper, like the epitome of a gatekeeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to say that he's a bad fighter by any means. You can never count Neil Magny out of a fight. We saw that against D-Rod. Um, but yeah, I mean, Phil Rowe, you know, he's on a good little win streak. I will say, like you said, you know, oh, it went over Jason Witt. Not the greatest, but some of his other wins, like Nico Price, you know, Nico Price is pretty good. Kose is decent. Um, he's definitely got huge power, uh, and he's very quick. He's a lot, yeah. you know, younger and faster. But Neil Magny, I mean, he's just a grinder, dude. He's never going to give up and can't count him out. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he's usually he usually makes the fight boring. But I'll say this, Matt, Neil Magny versus Max Griffin was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastic fight. Yeah, I I was I saw that live in person. That was awesome. Oh yeah, he got hurt pretty bad in that fight too. But he, he did. He was the able other to fight, fight I saw it. in person that night was Matt Brown versus Brian Barbarena. Oh, nice! <laughs> Absolute electric factory. But yeah. um, dude, I got to see Matt Brown knock out Court McGee live. That was pretty sick. Ooh. Yeah, I went. I went down to the UFC Charlotte card. That was fantastic. That's when uh, Brian Battle knocked out Gabe Green in like 14 seconds. Because that was a fun card. It was a great card, man. Like Gabe Green decided that he's just gonna run across the octagon with his hands completely down, chin as far in front of him as possible, and just got knocked out. It's like I'm not <laughs> sure what the game plan was there, yeah, but I know we're going a little off topic here. But what do you think of Jailton Almeida in person, dude? That guy is just an, a monster, you know. I mean, I think uh, – I don't know if I want to say you can become champion, obviously, because John is champ right now. But if John leaves a division, Jalton is right yeah. up there. You know, There's him. no grappling in that heavyweight division. No, man. He no, just... we'll, let's talk about the, the lack of grappling after we do this. I think yeah, that's yeah. an important thing to talk about. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, I mean, he just sliced through uh, Rosenstrike's guard like butter. Oh. I mean, it was just not even close. He got on top, yeah. and it was – just a world of difference. I mean, that guy Absolutely. is the real deal for yeah, sure. He is the real deal. I, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about it after this. But Brendan Allen versus Bruno Silva. Interesting. This is an interesting fight. I like Brendan Allen. I like Bruno Silva. Two very contrasting styles. Um, but Bruno Silva hits like a Mack truck, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a great striker for sure. And... I Brendan Allen on the ground is dangerous. This is this is a fascinating fight, I think. It's a great fight. I, I am favoring Brendan Allen, though, just because he's coming off that submission over Andre Muniz. And we all know how incredible Muniz is on the ground. I think he was on the he was on a pretty crazy win streak, too, coming into that fight. And Brendan Allen stopped him. He stopped um like a ton of good guys in his career. He's had some setbacks. Um, the biggest setbacks that I remember are like the Sean Strickland and the Chris Curtis losses, but they're, you know, two guys from the same camp, uh, fairly similar styles. And I think he just got a little overconfident in his striking. He kind of deviated from what actually made him so good, which was grappling. And I think in this fight, if he just sticks to a good game plan, comes in there and grapples and stays away from the striking and not that he has bad striking or anything, but he has a clear path to victory on the ground. If he does that, I think Brendan Allen for sure. I mean, I, I'm pretty high on him after his last couple performances. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Brendan Allen too. Um, but he he's really just got to be cautious of the right hand of Bruno Silva. <laughs> yeah. 
for so sure. it's it's an interesting fight. So I'll, I'll I think I'll take Brendan Allen too. I usually favor grapplers, but I don't know Silva. What, what's this? What's Silva's takedown defense? Let's take a look. I'm curious. And Silva did have a bit 71% of a weird... 71% takedown defense and middleweight. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. And he did have a bit of a weird performance against um, Gerald Mearshart. Just like, you know, not a great striker at all, but Mearshart was able to kind of hang with him on the feet and then submit him. So it was, I don't know. But yeah. he did look good against Brad Tavares. So. Yeah. I mean, Weidman's going up against Brad Tavares. That's the comeback fight. Interesting. Dude. Oh, those are two guys that I'm just like, just hang it up, man. Yeah, hang it up. Hang it up. Uh, David Onama versus Gabriel Santos. Um, Fun fight here. Banger. If if you like featherweights, uh, Onama had that great fight with Landwehr um, back in August. That was a fun fight. And then Onama subbed Armfield. Um, he, he, um, He did beat Benitez. He Dude. almost beat Jones. I, I he was if if he had not come in on short notice, he would have beaten Jones. Um, but this is um, I mean Santos is he's a tough fight. So I don't know, man. It's this is interesting. I think they they just want one of these guys to get their feet back up under them. Yeah. After some losses, I I I'm leaning Onam. I think Onam is really skilled, but I'm interested to see how he performs after this whole uh. Glory MMA fiasco. Oh, what was up with that? Like with, uh, are you talking about with James Krause and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Was he like uh, been training there for a long time? Yeah, he'd been training at Glory. Uh, yeah, I- I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, it has been a while since he's been in the octagon. I'm sure it has some effect um, for sure. Because James Krause, he was building a pretty good fight camp there. But I don't know, man. Completely wasted his life. <laughs> but do Onama, that knockout that he has over Benitez, if anybody hasn't seen that, it's like a nine punch combo, knocks his mouth it's pretty out. gross. Benitez is it, it's a nasty finish, it's man. Filthy. It's it's awesome. And then the fight against Landwehr, total war. He was beating the brakes off of Nate Landwehr, which is impressive because Landwehr is actually a pretty skilled guy. We've seen like even in the Ige fight, although he lost, like Landwehr looked not bad. But Onama, um, he just gassed himself out. And, you know, Nate Lambert is a dog and uh, he just took it out of him at the end. But, yeah, I think Onama is a very skilled guy and I, I would favor him in, the, in this matchup. I just haven't seen enough from Gabriel Santos. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Interesting fight here. Austin Lane versus Justin Toffa. I think Lane's coming off contender series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Toffa. We all know Justin Toffa. Come on. We all love Justin. Beat Parker Porter. Bad man. Bad man. Uh, Harry, Harry Hunsucker. Uh, he lost to Jared Vandera, which is interesting. But Tafa seems to have gotten himself back on his feet because uh, Parker Porter looked pretty good in his last fight. Yeah. Um, but t- two good heavyweights, man. I, I think Tafa takes the cake here. Yeah, Tafa's just got unreal power. I mean, even at heavyweight, like obviously any heavyweight's going to have power but man justin taffa hits like a freight train dude his knockout of hansucker he had two hands up like fully blocked the kick and it still just completely knocked him out so i mean taffa's got crazy power and i think he gets it done man austin lane he had i think he lost to greg hardy on the contender series and then i think he <laughs> got like another shot in contenders and won that one so you know i mean he's all right um not not super proven. Tafa doesn't have a lot of fights himself, but he's had a ton of fights in the UFC. 
Like, yeah. He was pretty early on in his career that he joined the UFC. So I think Tafa yeah. gets it done and gets it done in a big way, probably. Yeah, I think so too. Hold on one second. I got to look something up. This is important. You mentioned <laughs> Greg Hardy. Uh, yeah, a couple of former football players. That is something interesting about this fight. Austin Lane was a football player for the Jaguars for a long yeah. time. This fight is in Jacksonville. DN? Yeah, this fight is down in Jacksonville. So, I don't know. That could uh, have a factor, maybe. He's yeah, like the see. featured bout in here. So. Yeah, I think so, too. Let's take a look at uh, – yeah, he, he he lost to Greg Hardy. That's right. But Greg Hardy, uh, look at – I think he had a boxing match recently, and it was like the 17th round or something like that. Am I going crazy? <laughs> I, I swear I saw that somewhere. And I'm like, what is this dude doing? I, I have no idea. Oh, wait, hold on. Team Combat League. Huh. Never heard of it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Not we, might, we might have to, we have to do a little investigative piece on that uh, promotion. Yeah. That uh, seems interesting. But um, anyway, uh, to the co-main, Amanda Hebas versus Macy Barber. This is at Flyweight. Hebas is back at Flyweight. Um, I th- although I did think she fought her last fight at Flyweight. But this is a fun fight. Uh, the future Macy Barber. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. This will be fun. I like Amanda Hebas a lot. I think she's a great fighter. Um, Hebas is very good. Awesome. Ground on the feet. Um, she's tough, oh, she got, too. She Super got pieced tough. up by um, Rodriguez on the yeah. feet in their fight a couple years, almost three years ago at this point. Jeez. That is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, Macy Barber, she she might be the future of this division. Um, th- this is this is just a great fight in general. Macy Barber cut off one against uh, Andrea Lee, Tony Kelly prodigy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I do not. We do not endorse Tony Kelly. <laughs> no, we do not. We endorse Adrian Giannis. We support fully what Adrian Giannis <laughs> did to him. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, but. Yeah. yeah, you know, Macy Great Barber, um, yeah, it's a good fight for sure. I, some of her decisions have been pretty close, like pretty questionable, if you ask me. Like even the Andrew Lee decision, I think, was a bit questionable. But she's definitely a well-rounded fighter, super tough. Um, she's pretty big for the division, like very physically strong. But Hebas, man, she's a dog. Amanda Hebas is a dog. She's very well-rounded. She's on a... You know, um, maybe not a win streak. I think she yeah, she lost to Chukagan, but that was a questionable decision too, if you ask me. I mean, Caitlin Chukagan, the absolute queen of winning these split decisions that she probably should lose. But, <laughs> it, you know, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, I'll take Hebus, man. I think she gets the decision. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to decision. Like, I would say 100% this fight goes to the scorecards. But, you know, you never know. You never know. Um, the scorecards are always a toss-up with these judges. But, yeah, I would favor Hebus as well. But this this has fire of the night potential, I think. So, the, there's lots of things here. However, maybe if this fight weren't on the card, um, yeah. the the – that would definitely be fine tonight. But, dude, I have been looking forward to Josh Emmett versus Ilya Tapuria ever since the ink dried, bro. This is this is the the 
present of the division versus the future of this division. I am I am, I have never been more confident in a fighter being a champion than this dude, Ilya Teporia. I don't know what it is about him. Well, I know what it is about him. He's a savage out there. But, man, could this be a passing of the guard, Toby? Yeah, I think 100%. I mean, Teporia is insanely well-rounded. Like, we talked about this on the last episode. You know, he was a grappler. Um, Most of his wins before the UFC were submissions. If you look at his record, I think it's like eight submissions and four knockouts are his finishes. So he's really just been uh, picking up these knockout wins in the UFC. And people have kind of mistaken that thinking that, oh, he's just a striker. No, he's a legit grappler and a very good wrestler. He's from Georgia. Um, So, you know, those mountainous countries out there, they've got extremely good bases for wrestling, a very different style of wrestling uh, than American. And yeah, he's just got ridiculous power, great grappling. He's super young. I mean, yeah, I think this yeah. is I think this is his coming out party. And I think this is kind of a uh, passing of the torch here from Josh Emmett. Yeah. And if we look, um, his only decision win was against Yusuf Salal in his UFC debut, um, where he just grappled him. He was throwing, I think he threw multiple submissions during that fight. And every win before that, his first seven wins were by submission. Guillotines, anacondas, triangles. Yep. All that stuff. And then he submitted Bryce Mitchell with an arm triangle. Bryce Mitchell said the flu had a factor. It could have. But he should have waited if it was that bad, Bryce. Um, but but Emmett has that one-hitter quitter power, man. I don't know what it is. Um, it's it's sick power. Um, yeah. And he was a great wrestler in college. My, here's my question. Uh, Emmett's 38, right? Tapori's 26. Tapori hits like a Mack truck. And I, don't, I, I, I mean, Shane Burgos hits hard. But it's not to pour your heart, I don't think. No. Like Shane Burgers is much more of a volume guy than to pour yeah. is. I mean, Burgers can crack. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Dan Ige is a combo guy, right? Cater's more of a combo guy. He hit he, His elbows are gnarly. First off, Cater won that fight. I don't care what any of you guys say. No, I agree. Everyone agrees agree. that think Cater won that fight. I'm a huge Cater fan too, so I'm biased for sure, but he definitely won that fight. Oh, I'm biased too. I love Calvin Cater, but I am. I mean, come on. Dude, this is. I, I, I fear. Here's my thing. I, I think, I think Ilya Taporia takes all of his opponents extremely seriously. I don't think, even with the Patty distractions, sent Jai Herbert to a place no one has ever been, I don't think. And then. He put he won in as Joe Rogan said Bryce Mitchell's world. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea, Daniel oh, DC. Rogan. <laughs> uh, oh how how little you know about Ilya Taporia. Dude, oh how the mighty have fallen with Rogan, man. Uh, you know I I don't know I just feel like he's too uh, consumed by so many other things, which is fine. You know he's got a different career. He's got the podcast. Like he gets millions and millions of viewers every episode but i just don't think his heart is in the ufc anymore and i don't think it's fair to true ufc fans to keep putting him on and you know to be fair they haven't really put him on that many pay-per-views but when he's on there he's just making like these weird old references and you know he's just not really it doesn't seem like he's into the fights that much yeah but. yeah it's like especially with the taporia and bryce mitchell fight like what why are you saying this is but Bryce Mitchell's world. Yes, it is his world, I guess. 
But Ilya Taporia, if you look at his record, it's, it was all submissions up to up to a certain point. So I don't know. But let's get back to this fight. We could talk. I could talk. I could go on about that all day, man. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I I think Taporia knocks him out cold in like the second round. I, I really do. I think I think it'll be brutal. I think Taporia is going to do that classic left hook to the liver, right overhand. And I mean, Emmett was get. I mean, Yair's a volume guy with his kicks for sure. And Emmett was getting hurt. And he just resorted to top position. But if you if you're getting subbed by Yair, Yair's an underrated grappler. I think you can agree with me on that. I think oh, he's yeah. a very underrated grappler. But if you get into Taporia's guard, that's a whole different guard than a Yair Rodriguez guard, especially when it comes to the jiu-jitsu. So I'm, uh, Josh Emmett does have that one-handed quitter power. If Josh Emmett knocks him out cold in like the first with just a straight right, I'm not going to be surprised. But I think Taporia takes it second round knockout. Yeah, I think there are a lot of factors in this fight that are favorable for Taporia. I mean, like you mentioned, Josh Emmett is 38 years old and he cuts an extreme amount of weight to get down to featherweight. Like he is a big, big guy. So he's probably already going to be a little bit compromised. Like his body, you know, just from cutting so much weight, he's going to be super dehydrated. And I think Taporia is going to rip. I mean, dude, the way he rips body shots, those hooks that he throws are nasty. I think he's going to touch. I think he's going to hurt Emmett to the body probably. And then, you know, at some point, everybody's chin gets cracked. Like, yeah, Josh Emmett has a good chin. His chin's been cracked before, too. He got knocked out pretty bad by Jeremy Stevens. Um, He got cracked a lot by Yair. And at this point in his career, I just think a guy like Taporia is a terrible matchup for him because Emmett, he pretty much just has like an overhand, right? And the way he sets it up is by faking those takedowns and just bringing that over the top, like similar to what uh, Habib did against Conor McGregor. But Taporia is not worried whatsoever about the takedowns. His sprawls are insane. Watch yes. any of Taporia's fights. Anybody who shoots on him, he is sprawling before they even think about taking a shot. I mean, his sprawls are unbelievable. So I think just anywhere this fight goes, Taporia has the advantage and it's just a bad matchup for Josh Emmett. Especially, especially because Taporia keeps a low stance, and you saw that against Bryce Mitchell. Like yep. Bryce Mitchell got in on one, but he he made almost he he couldn't get to work with within Taporia's guard. So I don't that the path to victory is really hard for Josh Emmett. It's a it's I really do think it's right hand. I I don't maybe he catches Taporia in a guillotine. I think Josh Emmett's a a capable grappler, but I. Oh, Taporia, the thing is, this is how you and I are going to talk about Taporia all the time, right? He's so good everywhere that someone said this about John Jones. I think this applies to Taporia. I'm not comparing, I'm not saying Taporia is that great. But, Dude, what? John Jones is Taporia too? <laughs> no, but like your weakness, Taporia is going to be better than your weakness. I don't care what you say. If you're weak, if Taporia's weakness is, let's say it's uh, clinch fighting. Taporia's weakness is clinch fighting, but yours is also clinch fighting. Taporia's clinch fighting is going to be better no matter what. Like yeah. that's that's how good he is. I think. I agree. Let me pose a question: If Taporia gets this, should he get a title shot? Um. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Because if you just look at the division right now, I think it just makes sense. I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, Volk and Yair, but I mean, who else? You know, Max has already fought him several times. Um, uh, Ortega's already had his fight with Volk. Um, you know, who else is really up there that would be uh, in line next for a title shot? 
Yeah, I mean, because Max, think... Max just beat Arnold Allen too, and Allen's yeah. up there, but Allen's coming off a loss. I think Tapori would do terrible things to Ortega. Oh God, yeah. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, um, I remember watching that Ortega fight against Yair, and it was almost like Yair was just destroying him. And then, yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, Ortega like blew out his shoulder, but I don't think that fight was even going to be close. I mean, Yair yeah. was beating him up, and, and that shoulder injury was caused by Yair's yeah. grappling. Exactly. No. Exactly. So I think Tapori would just run through. Ortega and it's like you know why even put him up against another guy I mean I guess if you wanted to do like it after Max fights I guess like if you wanted to do you know after the zombie fight but <sighs> this doesn't make much sense I think he deserves a title shot after this yeah I, I don't get why um they made that uh, we talked about this the other day but zombie yeah. Holloway should be criminal there should be criminal charges pressed dude yeah Oh, you know, um, I was watching this hilarious video uh, earlier where there's some guy, it was like UFC 272, whatever it was Whitaker versus Adesanya, their second fight. And they were asking Whitaker, because I guess he plays Skyrim a lot. They were talking about Hell yeah. if he saw that uh, Josh Emmett, I guess people are comparing him to the fighting Falmer from Skyrim. <laughs> if you want to look that up, but he's just like this little goblin troll looking guy. And I mean, Josh Emmett. No disrespect, dude. Shout out Josh Emmett, but definitely looks exactly like the fighting Falmer from Skyrim. Oh, and I'm pulling it up right now. Poor oh, guy, oh. man. Poor oh. guy. Just a little gremlin. I mean, he just, you know, he has no oh, eyebrows. That's, that's, that's cr- who, who said this? Uh, just some reporter at the press conference. I guess people on Reddit were saying it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> that, brutal. That is brutal. Dude, Emmett was asked about it though, and he was he was chill about it. You know, he uh he took it well. So he's a good. I mean, Emmett's a great guy, and it's I love be, jo- I, as a dude. He's he, I I kick it with him. Are you kidding me? It's a shame that he's going to be put to sleep this weekend. But yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. Oh, and I was going to say too, a lot of people tend to forget with Josh Emmett, even in the Michael Johnson fight. Like, yeah, that's a spectacular knockout. He was probably losing that fight. I would, you know, it was. Definitely close. I would say Michael Johnson was probably winning that fight. And a lot of his fights are that way where he's down on the scorecards or it's just a very close fight. And then at the end, he just pulls off some spectacular knockout, which I mean, Hey, you know, if you're getting that finish, nothing wrong with that. But I just don't think you can get away with that against a guy like Ilya Teporia. Yeah, I, I agree. So we'll, we'll talk about, you know, like I said, we got to talk about this real quick. Uh, we were talking about Jailton Almeida. Um, does he have a fight lined up? I don't think he does. Uh, no, I do not think so. so. Someone said put him against Tuivasa. Dude, don't do that. If you yeah, like do him. not. Yeah, if you're a fan of Tuivasa, I would say do <laughs> That's not. That's the last thing <laughs> you want to see. Um, but I think the thing with – all right, let's take a look at some – let's think about the grapplers in this division, right? John Jones, yeah, that's that's – blatantly obvious is johnny jones johnny yeah. bones jones but let's go through the top 10 zero gone no absolutely not i'm sure pavlovich can but here I, I i'm concerned about when if jones and pavlovich fight jones just might slip a right hand and just get to the body lock again yeah curtis blades yes but he does have jujitsu steopic as joey diaz would say <laughs> he's got some he got some decent wrestling Tom Aspinall might be like a top two, three grappler in that division. Man. Dude, that is the fight to make. That is 100% the fight to make. 
Aspinall versus Almeida. Those are the two best prospects in the heavyweight division for sure. Unquestionably. I know people are super high on Pavlovich and so am I. I mean, Pavlovich is a really good fighter, but anytime you see guys like that, where it's just sub two minute knockouts over and over and over, you never really know how good they are in all areas of the game. And in his UFC debut, he did get stopped by Alistair Overeem, which yeah, like Overeem's a beast too. And, but you know, he got grappled and uh, Overeem was on top of him and just pounded him out for a TKO win. And yeah, that was years ago and it was his debut. Don't get me wrong about that, but we haven't seen him against an Aspinall or um, an Almeida. And I think, yeah, Aspinall and Almeida are just the two most well-rounded best prospects in that division. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you got Volkov there. Who I think Volkov's wrestling is a little underrated, but he's not a grappler. Spivak, Spivak can grapple. Romanov can grapple, but it's like... I mean, he, he got demolished by Volkov. Dude, yeah, that was uh, that was insane to watch. Like, he just... I mean, he takes a little bit of adversity, and Volkov just tore right Vol- through him. Volkov now. got to work in that fight. Yeah, that was wild to watch. That I, did, was... I did not expect that. Like, nothing against Volkov, but, man, I did not expect that at all. I did not either. Um, oh, speaking of Andrew Lee, that I, I was just trying to pull up Marcel Dorff's thing. She's fighting Natalia Silva. But some more fights have been made. It's been crazy. Um, it's been a busy week, if you ask me. But, um, yeah. Let's take a look here. Our our boy Marcel Dorf, um, yeah. champion Alexa Grasso will fight Valentina Shevchenko at UFC Fight Night on September sixteenth. We got a Fight Night Championship. This hey man, there's nothing better than a championship fight on a fight night. I don't care what anybody says, dude. I've actually uh, the first UFC event I ever went to was UFC Norfolk, and it was Joseph Benavidez versus Davison Figueroa. Their first fight for the flyweight belt. Now, granted, Figueredo did miss weight by like two and a half pounds, but he put a beating on Joseph Benavidez, and it was a fantastic card. Great fight. For sure. I agree. Um, that that was a geez, oh. that was a beat down. And um, uh, number number one pound for pound, Alexa Grasso, right? And number one female. That's right. Pound, I believe. That's crazy. Because Nunez is, yeah, yeah. Should be Zhang Weili. There you go. Opinion. Yeah, no, 100%. Um. Gavin Tucker's John, John back. Oh, nice. He's fighting uh oh Diego Lopez. Um, interesting fight. It's a fun matchup. It is a fun matchup. Uh, okay, we gotta do something about these posters, bro. This is terrible. That's not the best poster that I've seen. That is a horrible poster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is what I want to talk about. Matosh Gamrot, Rafael Faziv, what? Gamrot wants to fight Fazeev in five rounds, and apparently Fazeev's in. Dude, Dude, that is I am, phenomenal. I am all in on that fight, bro. That They want oh, a main yeah. event? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Dude, yeah, absolutely. That's a great fight. I, I'd be a little bit worried for Gamrot, though. I mean, Fazeev... Dude, his striking is legit. I mean, I know that he lost his last fight against Gaethje, but it's Justin Gaethje, you know? So, Gamrot, he's just been... He's been a little sketchy on the feet. You know, he got dropped badly by Benil Dariush. He got dropped by Armin. He gets dropped in a lot of his fights, actually. Like, his striking is just, he leaves himself open. And someone who uh, is so technical and so precise like Fazeev, like, you see the strikes that he lands, like, against Brad Riddell, for example, that beautiful uh, spinning kick that he landed. I just think, uh, man, Gamrat could be in a little trouble there if they stay on the feet for too long. But then again, 
he could just start wrestling and then manhandle him. So who knows? Oh, that Fazeev uh, Riddell fight was awesome. That was sick. Dude, the Fazeev Gaethje um, fight. Have you seen where um, Gaethje landed an uppercut? I think, and there's like a line of snot that just goes flying oh, out of. Fazeev's I saw that. Face. Oh, it's horrible, but beautiful Rob at the Font, same time. <laughs> Rob Font will fight Song Yadong at UFC. Great fight. Awesome oh. fight. Dude, UFC 292, man, I'm thinking about Stacked. dropping 500 bucks on a ticket or something. Because that card, if they actually put uh, Henry Cejudo and Cheeto Vera on that card, I might do it, man. I might do you it. You going that's, to Boston for that? That's such a good card. Phenomenal. I mean, O'Malley and Serling as the main event. You got Zhang Wei Li defending her belt um, against Amanda Limos. You've got maybe Cejudo and Vera, Font and, uh, and Vera. I mean, it's just like man you know yeah that's an incredible uh, card yeah um chris curtis fighting fluffy hernandez september 16th on the grasso card that's interesting dude i i can't stand chris curtis man i really? i i get first off this dude has no idea how to take a loss yeah yeah that's true oh gaslam headbutt me dude Inadvertent headbutts happen all the time in MMA. You just gotta take it, okay? Yeah, think it, look, uh, look at what um Kevin Holland when he lost that fight to uh, he, who's the dude? Uh, Dawkus? Uh, is it Chris Kyle Dawkus? Kyle Dawkus. Yeah, there was like a really bad headbutt in that fight, and it ended up with um Dawkus like submitted him after. And Kevin Holland was like, "Look, if this was a street fight, he would have won. Like, there's no no question about who won this fight. Like, he knocked me out with his head." And then he sh- choked me out. It's like, yeah, you know, obviously I- I'm not saying that like headbutt should be legal or anything, but no, but that, that Jack or Manson fight, the reaction after that was embarrassing, dude. Like, yeah, dude, you got your whole, your whole game is predicated on striking and you got absolutely point fought by Jack or Manson, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. And you know, Jack or Manson, not exactly the greatest striker. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. But I do um, think, um, you know, Chris Curtis, he does, he's in fun fights. I do like to watch him fight. You know, he's usually in bangers, I will say. That's true. Uh, Vulcan Uzmir fight Azamat uh, Mirzakhanov at September 2nd. Dude, that is a tough fight for Vulcan Uzdemir. Bro, Vulcan Uzdemir, man, his strength of schedule is absurd. They, they just feed this guy to the wolves every time he goes out there. You know, poor Vulcan. But, yeah, that's a that's a really tough matchup. So since COVID, he has fought um, Yuri Prohaska, Magomed Ankalaev, Paul Craig, and Nikita Krylov. Man, come on, man. I mean, even before that, dude, he was fighting like Jimmy Manawa, DC, Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes. OSP. I don't think he's ever fought a bad guy in the UFC. No, Nikita Krylov might be the worst guy he's fought. Yeah, and Nikita Krylov is... Not bad. He's not a bum, that's for sure. I think Nikita's ranked eighth or something. Yeah. Yep. I He's know, ranked that does, fifth. That does, oh, geez. That kind of tells you where the light heavyweight division is at right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Say that again. Um, okay, one's card is pretty awesome tomorrow. Uh, Bular is facing all what's-his-face, man. This it, it is this 5'10 Russian dude who's like 225 pounds. Hmm. Um. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. But hold on, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> I feel like I know exactly who you're talking about. 
that little Russian guy who's just like super powerful and yeah, one who, who's just who just yeah. I'm going yeah. to one FC's. Uh... Oh, Malakin. Yeah, Anatoly. Anatoly. Anatoly Malakin. Yeah. <laughs> if if you beast. aren't doing anything tomorrow night and you have uh, Prime, watch that fight. I am. You you have to watch Anatoly Malakin fight. <laughs> it looks like a pretty good card. Yeah. He he's a savage. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's six foot two hundred and twenty five pounds. Yep. Dude, the dude is not normal, and he's undefeated. Oh, he absolutely destroyed Renier de Ritter, which is saying a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, de Ritter has no striking at all. <laughs> yeah, but he does have uh, insane BJJ. Oh, uh, his grappling is next level. Um, Jeremiah Wells, Carlson Harris. Oh, Jessica Andrade versus Tatiana Suarez, dude. That's a good fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to complain about that one. Dude, I'm always down for a Jessica Andrade fight. Man, she is always in some bangers. Yeah, I just hope Cejudo and Cheeto is uh, verified. Yeah, so do I. That's a great fight. I, I think be awesome. I think Cejudo gets it done, though. Cheeto, he relies way too much on his power alone. Just like he'll, you know, if you look at the Rob Font fight, I'm pretty sure Rob Font, landed like the third most significant strikes in a UFC fight. And <laughs> yeah, Cheeto hurt him at the end of each round, but you just cannot bank on that against a guy like Henry Cejudo. And like you saw against uh, his fight with Sandhagen, he, it just didn't work. I mean, you know, it's just not a good game plan. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you can't do that against a guy with as high a fight IQ as Cheeto. You just can't. Oh, no, as a, a Cejudo, rather. Oh, um, yeah. Cejudo may have the highest fight IQ in the game. I mean, he's up there with, like, John Jones. And, yeah. Outside you know, of John Jones, he might. Like, his fight IQ is off the charts, man. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, yeah. Rob Font landed 273 significant strikes in that fight. Yeah. 271, rather. That's and crazy. Cheeto won. He got outstruck every single round. Yeah. But yeah. but if Cheeto hits you, man, dude, even in the Dominic Cruz fight, that's what was happening. He was losing yeah, rounds against Dominic Cruz, and then yeah, he like broke his could, entire face. But yeah, it was yeah. that was a thing of beauty. I, I just don't see that happening against a guy like Cejudo. Like, when was the last time you saw Cejudo get really caught bad? I mean, maybe like DJ. I guess that'd be the last time. I guess that, that was, was an that was a long time. Yeah, yeah, that was a long, long time ago. So. You know what, man? I'm going to go through quickly. Well, I'll take my time, I guess. What cards we got coming up? Because this is this is gross. Um, so, through the summer, we have all the fights. So, we got Emmett versus Tapori on Saturday. Come on. Come on. This is, this is, this has, can't wait. And then you have Sean Shulkin versus Abus Magomedov. Um, interesting. Kudos to Sean Strickland. Yeah, this shout is, out uh, Sean Strickland, baby. <laughs> this is um this card is a hardcore's um if you're a hardcore guy, this fight, this fight card is absolutely awesome. <laughs> um oh, if you're man. casual, it's not like look at the card, dude. Like dude, oh yeah, just pulled it up. Demiras Magulov versus Grant Dawson. I'm so excited because I thought Demiras Magulov retired after the fight against Armand. I think he did retire. I, I think but... he has one more fight on his contract and he's just like, I'm going to finish it out. Dude, I think Demir does absolutely nasty things to Grant Dawson. <laughs> he does Demir... terrible things to Grant Dawson, dude. Bro. 
anybody who hasn't seen Demiris Magulov fight, like if you want to watch one of the most high level fights in UFC history, watch his fight against uh, Garam Kudutaladze. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. But Garam versus Demir, beautiful, fight. beautiful fight. I mean, Great those fight. are two of the, they're just not very active, like because no one wants to fight them. Yeah, um, nobody in the top 10 or, you know, definitely not in the top five is stepping up to fight these guys. It's the same problem that Armand Sarukian has. Yeah. You know. uh, then you got Max Griffin versus Michael Morales. Oh my gosh, Spider-Man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, Ariane uh, Lipsky versus Melissa Gatto. Okay, fight. Ishmael Bonfim versus Benoit Saint-Denis. Saint-Denis. Cool dude, Saint-Denis is the, arguably the toughest dude in the whole on the whole roster. That fight against... Uh, who did he fight? That I wanted to go in there and save that dude from the ref. Oh, uh, yeah. It was uh, Aleski Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. That was that ref should never step foot in a cage again. And then you have um Bruno Fajeda versus um uh Abdul Razak Al Hassan on that car. Dude, that has <laughs> fight of the night written all over. Either fight of the night or someone gets knocked out in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you got Yana Santos versus Macy Chasson. Dude, wait, Jordan Ke- Levitt versus Kevin Elvis Lee Brenner. is coming back. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Uh, you have Alexander Romanov versus Blagoy Ivanov to open up the whole card. But also, Kevin Lee's back, and they could not have given him a yeah, worse why? opponent. Renat Fakhretdinov. This dude is a savage. Yeah, why he's are a, they he's feeding on a Kevin fight Lee? Win streak. Oh, my gosh. Poor they're Kevin Lee, man. The they're just trying to figure out where he fits in. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. You know, where does he fit into all this? But, man, dude, that, Kevin that's Lee... A- that's a hard, he had such hard promise. That's a ridiculously hard matchup. That, first first is... fight back in the UFC in a couple of years. And what is he? He's been in like bare knuckle, I think. Or no, not has he? Or no, he's been in like Eagle, Eagle FC. FC. Yeah, yeah. And what was his last fight? Like Diego Sanchez. Dude? Diego Sanchez <laughs> and Eagle FC. Come on, but, man. dude. That... And you're gonna give him a Fakhradinov? All right, yeah. Come on, Fakhradinov, dude. dude. That that's a <laughs> oh my that is a nightmare matchup, bro. <laughs> And the thing with Kevin Lee is he's too big for 155, but he's too small for 170. He's a, he's a 165. That's his, he he'd be the champ. Yeah, but he's been talking about that forever. He said you know he wants them to create that division, but they just they won't do it. Uh, so I get we'll why see, they won't do it though. Yeah, we'll see where he fits into this. You know, and then we have Volk versus Rodriguez. Woo! At 290, this this is car of the year by far. Dude, don't yeah. count out Yair, man. People, anybody no. counting out Yair, don't count him out. Not like obviously, I respect Volkanovski, probably the most skilled guy in the UFC right now. I'm like maybe besides Sean Jones, obviously, but yeah, Yair is dangerous at all times in all areas of the fight. Oh, I completely agree. Then you got Moreno versus Pantoja. That dude, Pantoja is a savage, man. That's gonna be. Oh. I am so excited. I am so I excited. I love Pantoja. That Rob Whitaker. Yeah, Robert Whitaker, please, please dispatch of this fraud, Duplessis. Please <laughs> yeah. get him out of there the first round. Do it. Yeah, looking at these, looking at these odds, I mean, I agree. Minus three fifty on Rob, a hundred percent, dude. He should destroy Duplessis. <laughs> I think people are seeing what we're seeing, which is that, that Duplessis is just not that skilled, and Robert Whitaker is so skilled. He he is so well. He might be the most man. well-rounded fighter in the division. Yeah. Oh, seriously. I mean, he could, he can do it all. 
And I, I really hope that he lands that trademark uh, one-two to the rear head kick. I think he's going to land that on Duplessis and knock him out. Robert, one more time, please. <laughs> um, Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker, awesome fight. Awesome fight. Banger. I Both. love Jalen Turner, dude. But, you know, I love Dan Hooker, too. I mean, he's given us some great fights, but uh, oh, yeah. I think this is a terrible matchup for him. I think Jalen Turner uh, pieces him up and maybe submits him, honestly. That that Dustin Poirier fight changed his life. Yeah. Dude, he was so close to getting him out of there, too. I think it was like the end of the second round where he was just teeing off. He landed that big knee, and Poirier, Poirier was, like, just trying to move his head, and he was out, basically, on his feet. And then, man, Poirier somehow survived that. Just If there were five more seconds in that round, Hooker would have won that fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, Bo Nickel, Treshawn Gore. I think they're pushing Bo Nickel a little too yeah. hard. Put him on ABC. I love Bo, but he he's not there yet. Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. Please, Robbie. Let yeah, I wish, fight, man. I wish Robbie would retire already. But but um, Sean Brady versus Jack Della Maddalena. Dude, that is a fantastic matchup. Sean Brady loses to Balam. Remember the name. I really wish I didn't remember his name sometimes. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I don't know. Like Bilal, yeah, his fighting style isn't the most exciting. But if you look at the guys that he's beat and the streak that he's on, man, you're talking about Sean Brady, Wonder Boy, Gilbert Burns. He's been running through okay, these but, dudes. Like, but he couldn't finish Gilbert Burns, who had one arm the whole fight. <laughs> that is true. That He's not a good finisher, that's for sure. Even the Sean Brady fight, you know, he was, it was like a standing TKO. But he's a very talented, very yeah, well-rounded I, guy. I, I, I get it, but, like, dude, he talks way too much crap for my taste. Like, dude, yeah, just cool it. Oh, I should get the title shot. I'm like, dude, no. I think <laughs> I think Colby should get the. I, I'm I'm one of the few people who think Colby should get the title shot. I don't care. Just give him the title shot. He. I thought he beat Usman in the second fight. Personally, it was definitely close. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go watch it back because I do. Didn't he get knocked down twice in that one round? And that probably was a yeah. ten eight. So it was definitely. I think it he was probably a- did win. The last three rounds, so it probably would be a draw, yeah. Yeah, if anything, jeez, I would say, but yeah, I mean, Colby, dude, what a dog. Um, yeah, I think people saying like, oh, he doesn't deserve it at all. Like, clearly, he's one of the best fighters in the division. Whether you love him or hate him, he is an extremely talented fighter. His, his, he has the best grappling in the division, I think. Like overall, when it comes to jujitsu ju- yeah, and wrestling, sure. um, yeah, Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Menafield, just, just, just some good stuff, man. This is a this that's a stacked card. Um, the next week, fight. we have... um, dude, the, the Sean Brady fight. That's um, that's a tough fight for Sean. Brady. I think JDM is legit. I think he's like a yeah. top five guy right now. Right yeah. now, I think I, he's top I think, five. I think if you put him in against any top five guy, he wins. I really do. And you have Holly Holm versus Myra Bueno Silva. Yeah, that's maybe one of the worst uh, headlines. This might be I one see. of the worst main events ever, bro. <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea for a main event? Also, the co-main is Albert Duraev and Jung Young Park. This is like, <laughs> bro, they did not care at all about this card. They are just I, th- I think they just had there. to uh, abide by contracts on this card, bro. Dude, this is... And it, and it starts at 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> the main card yeah. starts at 10 on this one. Oh, my like, gosh. Otman, ooh, Otman Zaitar opens the, the main card. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, okay, why isn't Terrence McKinney on the main card? Yeah, I don't know. What's up with that? What? 
why isn't um Austin Lingo on the main card? Like yeah, yeah. This is definitely a lot of prospects. Like you never want to say a card is just terrible because obviously these people are putting their lives on the line all the time, and they're obviously very all very good fighters. But you know, there's barely any ranked matchups on this card. Maybe only just like two two women's fights that are ranked matchups. And it's just a lot of prospects. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just... You know. Norman Dumont versus Chelsea Chandler. Dumont's ranked 13th in the Bantamweight division. She's never even fought at Bantamweight. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Laura Sanko was like, oh my gosh, she's driving a dump, tr- a dump truck at the weigh-ins that yeah. one time. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, have you ever watched those little... um? like pre-fight shows that they'll do with like Laura Sanko and DC. And, it's fun. Uh, dude, they get wild. They get out of pocket. Like, they have said some, like, like the Norma Dumont stuff that, um, that Laura Sanko, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that dude, is some of the things they say. I'm like, Oh my, I can't believe they're allowed to say these types hey, of things, but you know what? It's entertaining. I'm all for it. But yeah. that Laura, when Laura Sanko said that that took me out, I remember watching that live and I just lost it. Why super it, random. Super a little very out of pocket. But why is Walt Harris not the co-main? Yeah, no, I don't know. Walt Harris is a <sighs> fun guy. Uh, this is a this is a very questionable card. And also, we need to get Laura Sanko on some more commentary. I'm a big fan I of like Laura Sanko com- on commentary. She knows what she's talking about. She, you know, she's been doing um contender series for I think the whole time, really, and I think she's a fantastic commentator. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Nothing against DC, dude, but DC, I can't not my DC. favorite commentator. Not my favorite. <laughs> if Dominic Cruz had a little more pep in his step, I'd I'd enjoy Dominic Cruz a lot. His his yeah. knowledge is amazing. Oh yeah. I, here's here's my magic combo when it comes to commentary. It's Fitz, Felder, and Bisping. That's that's, the, that's yeah. my those are my that's favorite three. That's the best one for sure. That's oh, the best combo. Because they because Paul and uh, Bisping just dog on each other. It's great. But this London card is per- fairly stacked, I gotta say. Um, yeah, you got Davy Grant um, on the main card, DeCasey about not on the prelims, Ketlin Vieira on the prelims. Good stuff there, but the main card is great. Aspinall Tabora, I expect Aspinall to do uh, terrible things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pro- probably. Uh, McCann versus Stolyarenko, Nathaniel Wood, Paul Craig, Jai Herbert, Lerone Murphy. Fun. It's it's not the best card, but it, it's a fun card. But yeah, I'm I, I'm just glad I'm not, I haven't seen much of Patty Pimblett lately. So, dude, I know he's been pretty quiet. It seems like fine with me. I, yeah. I'll tell you Patty Pimblett thing after this. It's interesting. <laughs> um, a poor, oh then then dude two ninety one. Oh this this might be the card of the year. It looks pretty good. I mean Poirier Gaethje, beautiful. Blahovich, Pereira, oh my god, dude! I think, I think Blahovich submits him. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting matchup. You know, one thing that I've really been thinking about with this card too is that it's in Salt Lake City, and if you remember, the last card in Salt Lake City was um, Edwards versus Usman, and pretty much everybody gassed out on that card. So something for people to watch for is watch these fighters' gas tanks because they're up at like you know, 50, you know, 48, 5,000 uh, feet or something. So 
it's going to be interesting to see how people have been training. Even if you train at altitude, it's a, it's a big shock to go up and fight at that, at that high of an altitude. So yeah, it'll be something to watch. Uh, then you got Tony Ferguson versus Bob Green. Tony, Tony, please, Tony, please, Hang him please, up, man. Tony, Hang him up. please win, dude. I I started watching MMA with Joan the Jones Reyes card. That's that's that, then I got hardcore real quick. I haven't seen Tony Ferguson win. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see Tony Ferguson win. He was on his way to being beating Michael Chandler, but then he got sent to. <sighs> Another place, which we, we're not going to talk. We don't talk about that on Throwing Hands. But um, then you got Paulo Costa versus Ikram Aliskerov. Um, Dude, Tony, man, he just looked like a shell of himself against Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz looked like a shell of himself. So it's like, man, Tony just – yeah, and that fight was up a weight class. But it's like, should he be cutting down to 155? Isn't that probably going to make it harder on him? So. We'll see what happens. I'm scared. Um, but Dude, Bobby Green is not a bad fighter. Like – Bobby Green is still a very dangerous guy at this point yeah. in his career. He, I mean, he he's kind of got a second win at this point in his career, honestly. Yeah. He, he was beating Drew Dober to shreds, but that Drew Dober just said. Bro, Bobby Green, he was beating Islam. No, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got Steven Taz versus Michelle Pereira. Derek Luce versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Chiesa versus Holland. I think Holland wins that, honestly. Probably. You know, with Derek Lewis, too, I feel like they're kind of trying to get him out the door here. But I think Derek Lewis wins that fight by knockout. I hope so, too. Oh, but Derek Lewis at elevation? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not good at all. Selmosverger versus Lanes. That's Ooh, a fight Roman to Kopala watch. versus uh, Ruberio. Roman Kopala, oh another guy. I'm super uh, high on Roman Kopala. I think he is a really, really good prospect. I completely agree. Then you got Sanhagen versus Magomedov. Bob Mundus on that fight. Jaco- Dustin Jacoby, Tanner Bozer. Great, great stuff there. Luke versus Dos Anjos. Uh, card hasn't been built out yet, unfortunately. And then Sterling versus O'Malley. And then Holloway versus Korean Zombie. We're going to be taking some knees for Korean Zombie at the end of this, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> this should, the, this... Um, the Sanhagen Nurmagomedov card looks pretty good, too. Yep. And then Gon versus Spivak rounds out the summer, rounds out the streak rather. Um, wait, no, two ninety three is the next week. I forgot about that. And then Shevchenko's the next week. And then do we? I think we get a. We have to get a break after that or something. Because yeah, there's, so I'm fun. sure there's got to be, yeah. But oh my gosh, this summer is stacked, guys. Wait, we do have a break, Toby. It's home versus uh, Myra Bueno Silva. Take a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have a break then. <laughs> yeah, true. We have a break then. So your, your break comes July 15th, everybody. <laughs> and then there, we got two months. Is there any word on uh, who's going to be headlining UFC 293 at all? Or is that still I mean, Izzy is. You think it's going to uh, be Izzy? I think it'll be Izzy versus Jamal Hill. That's my prediction. Oh, damn. Yeah, that would be a fun one. That'd be interesting. For sure. Uh, Toby, we... we Another marathon, you and me, man. We just, you and I just know how to crank Time it Time flies, out. though, for real. Seems like we've been talking for like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, all right. So, that'll do it for this episode. Toby, thanks for coming back on, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having me again. Of course. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you. So, we'll see you guys for the review of Fight Night uh, versus Tapori. Peace out.